Welcome back to Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm here with Mike. Hey, Tom. Joey. Hi. And Ross. Hi, Tom. Today, I want to talk a little bit about uh, experience I had at the National Early Childhood Conference. I went to a, several different workshops or presentations, and I was really surprised at how little they talked about the importance of children moving. They always talked in terms of what kids need to do for cognitive development and social-emotional development, but there was nearly a word about movement, about kids moving. Like movement related to their success with cognitive and social-emotional? Yes. Or just no discussion of Mm -hmm. physical development? Well, no discussion at all. So one workshop we were at was about play, the importance of play, and the presenter talked about the cognitive benefits and the social benefits and the emotional benefits. And I think later went on to sum it up and talk about it has all these benefits for children. And she named them again, never naming movement ever, Mm -hmm. even when she was sort of talking about how it benefits the whole child. And one of the things I'm beginning to really believe and believe strongly is none of that happens without the kids moving. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm, I don't mean to cut you off, Tom. I was wondering, do you feel like in that specific presentation, is it impl- something that's implied, as in movement's just going to naturally be a part of it? Or is it a true absence of thought that this is not, the ve- movement is not the vehicle for this learning. It should just be happening outside of it. I don't know. That's, that's, a, good, that's a very good question. She did demonstrate some movement. When she was talking about mm-hmm. kids, she did talk about, uh, was it a train? I can't remember now. But, but she was talking about kids moving. Yeah. Um, the, the, the couple workshops I'm thinking about, they did not talk about movement at all. Mm-hmm. Again, it was just the cognitive and the, uh, and the social-emotional. And I'm wondering if it has to do with we are so invested in getting children to sit down and learn mm-hmm. academics mm-hmm before they're actually ready for for those. And I think it's a big step for our field to be so heavily acknowledging social-emotional development because we also know that if you don't have a good sense of yourself and a good sense of how to be with other people, you're also not going to be successful. So, like, I'm pleased to hear that most people were talking about social-emotional development because I feel like that's something that's so easy to... Again, we are so weighted towards cognitive, but it is is disappointing that, that, that movement and physical development is not... Yeah, part of it. Although I'm thinking about times that I've created presentations and I used to have an approach where I'd be like, whatever this is that I'm talking about is good for whole child development. You know, kind of go through the domains. And as you're talking, I'm having a memory of like, you get to physical development, gross motor, fine motor, if you want to break it up that way. And it almost felt like, well, now what am I supposed to say? Like, I feel like we're not very good at talking about it as a Mm -hmm. field either. Like, oh, in my case, let's say we're playing outside. You know, and playing outside is good for children in all these ways. Oh, and it's good for their physical development. Almost like end of story because people aren't interested in hearing that much more. We don't have too many other fine right. graded ways of talking about other than good or bad for it yeah. I'm wondering as a field. Too, I'm wondering, too, if it's because it's a, a female-dominated field. So there, there's not as much uh, weight given to, to movement and kids moving to learn. It could be, but I also think that there's something about the fact that physical development seems to... So if you kind of think about development and education, you know, with, with 
physical stuff, it doesn't seem like at this age there's a lot you teach. It's more about having experiences and then trying it out. As opposed to like a social thing, the teacher right, has to, to teach them the skill of yeah, asking yeah. for a turn or those kinds of things. Right. And so, although at the same time... But that works better, even the social-emotional, if, if it's authentic and it's right. in the moment rather than a, a plan. Lesson. I was just thinking about like one of the <laughs> things I do see teachers do is try to teach how to use scissors. And it almost invariably fails. It's the teachers over and over saying, no, hold it this way, hold it this way. And that's not the easiest way for kids to cut at that age. You know, it's actually easier to hold them backwards and cut the other way. Or, mm-hmm. And if the child wants to cut something, if they have that something they're doing and they need to cut something, they'll figure out a way to cut it. It's not so important that they're holding it the way adults hold it yet because mm-hmm. they're still developing those fine motor skills. And when, I think people spend so much time on like those little fine motor yes. skills. And then the big, whatever, the large motor skills are not... Well, I just don't think it's given a lot of weight in schools as as kids get older. You know, like, well, I can't believe their GPA went down because their gym score. You know, that's unfair, right? right. I mean, you know, yeah. and I mean, so we have this idea that yeah, that like you can't you can't teach it, and that we shouldn't judge people's physical development. I'm 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 totally out on a limb of yeah. of thinking here, but you know, like get get right. to high school, and well, as long as you know the rules for basketball, you take the test now, and you. Are tested on, I'm serious. You tested on the rules for basketball. You're yeah. not tested on your ability to play because that would be unfair. Because we're all we're all so different. Like we don't we don't have a way yeah. in our education mm-hmm. system. I feel like I mean you might know more about this, Ross, since you actually teach mm-hmm. motor development class to to pre service teachers. But I'm just thinking, it's not, and we don't give it a lot of weight. We have to back to that compartmentalization that we've talked about in previous episodes, where there's the physical section of your brain. There's the there's the mathematical section, there's the language section, there's the social, you know, that we're breaking it up and that physical is just going to be that one area to work on rather than seeing it as from... The whole child. The whole child and that, you know, the title of Jill Connell and Cheryl McCarthy's book of a moving child as a learning child, seeing that it's actually the movement, it's the participation that's going to fuel the deeper learning and the deeper understanding for that later abstract, more concrete... Well, they, less concrete, they, more abstract. They talk specifically about there's five senses plus two more. There's Jill per, Connell and... Jill in uh, Moving Child is a Learning Child. The one is the proprioception, yep. which is basically knowing where you are in space. Mm-hmm. And, and there's nerves in our body that are connected with all parts of our body. And for us to be able to do anything cognitively, we we have to know where our body is. Otherwise... We're in trouble. The other thing that she, they, they talk about is the vestibular system. And the vestibular system is the part where, help me out here, that's where they... It's your sense of balance. Balance. Yep. It's, it's very closely related to proprioception. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if, you, if you can't sit yeah. in a chair, you can't learn, it. You can't learn the right. things later on. Anyway. And both of those are related to eye tracking, you know, that you know where you are because you're looking you know if you close your eyes and stand on one foot it's harder to stay up than if you have your eyes open because you're visually tracking something mm-hmm. right so they actually their, their theory is that if those other senses are not developed children cannot learn mm-hmm. cannot simply learn both socio-emotional and the cognitive now i had another thought when you were talking about school and gym i just saw a video of play pod 
mm. of play pods that were brought into the school in Scotland. And what they do is they open up the play pod at recess, and it's all these big loose parts, like mm. tires and steering wheels and broken chairs without, without the legs. And what they found was how creative the kids were and how much happier they were and how much better they did in school. Because in recess, it was their time to, to build with all these big loose parts. I think another thing that your question and what you notice about being missing in, in the national conference makes me think about, I also think we have a, a very much a deficit mindset. So, you know, the kids who struggle, struggle with their bodies, whatever that means, right? They can't sit still, they crash into other people. That's when preschool teachers are thinking about physical right. problems. How do I kid, help the kid who's mm -hmm. having trouble with this? Yep. How do I help the kid who's you know, our obesity crisis and we need yeah. to get kids physically fit and it's this real lacking model. Like we got to get them more active and we've yeah. got treadmills in classrooms and we've got all this stuff. I mean, none of that, I don't mean that's all categorically bad, but it's this real kind of negative but the view. Uh, to help when it's going wrong instead of teach what can be so great mm -hmm. or include what can be so great about using the body. Right. And I feel like, you know, if it's, if it's a problem, we address it. And if it's not a problem, we just don't even think about it and we don't even let kids know hey you've got this like awesome body you know i will want to revisit this a little bit more at another time but i want to encourage people to think about allowing kids more movement and not just movement that the teacher circumscribes but movement that the kids are actually doing themselves because they're doing it because they need it because that's the way they learn mm -hmm. so thanks for helping me with this conversation and, and i no pun intended, but I think we have a growing movement to to push up um, at the people who plan these conferences to to be thinking about this as well. Let's hope so. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a gap. Yeah, so. thanks, Tom. Thanks. thanks. Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Bond. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn. <laughs>